Hello and welcome to episode 131 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, today on the show, I'm sitting down with a whole handful of people, as well as listening to some live music, because I'm at the Paint Jam, motherfucker. And for those of you that don't know what the Paint Jam is, this is an event that happens put on by Chris Bowles, Red Fish Bowl. If you're not familiar, go back and listen to my episode that I did with Chris. I don't remember what number it is, but you could go back. You have time. Trust me. If there's one thing that I know about the world is that we all have way too much fucking time on our hands nowadays. Trust me. But don't do it right now. Stay tuned. Listen to this because I got a really cool talk with you. Ah, I'm all fired up. I got a really cool episode lined up with a lot of cool guests that are doing a lot of cool things. I'm not going to get too much more into it from there. just want to let you know that this is kind of like a collection of short episodes, short conversations, as well as some live music that I captured on the spot. And I'll just kind of guide you through it as we go. I'll introduce the guests a little bit in between each conversation. And I hope you like it. I've never done anything like this before, so I hope it works. Going to get into my first conversation now with Randall Coleman of Red Brand Apparel. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! Run. Okay. Well, I guess we're just doing it. It's not even a test run. We're just straight into it. We're at the paint jam. Okay. We just met each other maybe like a half hour ago. Pretty much, yeah. My name's Randall, right? Yes, yes. Randall mm-hmm. Sykes. Yes. Good to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you again. We're, ha- we're shaking hands right now. We are table mates here at the paint jam. Yeah. In the corner of the dining room. It's a little early. There's still people eating dinner, mm-hmm. finishing up beers. There's art all over the place. Yes. Clothing. All kind of, this is kind of a wild scenario we're in right now. It's, it's my first of- time here, and I'm, I'm just glad to be here, honestly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my main thing. Yeah, so yeah. what can you tell me about your clothing that's on the table? I heard there's a couple people that came up, yeah, yeah. and you were talking to them. I heard a little bit, but I didn't quite hear it, so, yeah, so give, me the, give me the details. Um, so basically, I just wanted to make clothing for myself because... I'm a medium. I was a media media major in school, so I know that whenever I wear an item of clothing that has a logo, I'm in walking advertisement. Yeah. And so I just wanted to have something that represented what I believe in, in my own values, in my own brand. And so I have the red hoodie that has REDD on it, um, that represents my brand Red Vision, and now Red Apparel, Red Brand, which is my apparel. 
and then also have the designer has seven. That's seven. In uh, the second E has a three in Mandarin instead of the actual letter E. And it's basically saying 777 since it has a second E, and that represents my brand's purpose, which is to create, serve, and influence. And that's the whole purpose behind my clothing so far right now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So is this your first endeavor into a clothing line? Yes, my first time. Um, I really didn't even plan on selling clothes. Uh, I just want, like I said before, I wanted to make clothes for myself. But as I wore them, people came up to me like, hey, what is that? What yeah. is this? What is that? And then they're like, where can I get it? I'm like, well, I guess I got to get on this. <laughs> <laughs> totally. you, know? you said you were a media major uh -huh. in school, right? Yeah. So what were you doing prior to this? So I'm a, I'm a photographer and videographer. That's okay. what I really do. Um, and so I love lifestyle photography, event photography, lifestyle videography, and all that stuff. And that's what I love to, love to do. I love to get into culture and and uh, in different societies and whatnot and just learn about them and share them with the world. Definitely. Yeah. It's probably pretty convenient starting a clothing company and already being a photographer. Yeah, it's very convenient because <laughs> I just charge myself and then I get paid. So, yeah. <laughs> But no, no, it works out for no, sure. That's actually really cool too because then like you have even more control over all of the like visual aspects yes. of everything that you're doing. I think yeah. it's like really important for independent creators to like have as much control over as much of it as they possibly can. I completely Collaboration agree. is important. For sure, for sure. I don't know. I've just been burned by too many people. Or yeah. So I just try to do as much as I can myself. You yeah, know? yeah. Collaboration is a tricky thing because we collaborate there's uh you have to really mesh the minds and if you're not meshing the minds then it's not really a collaboration per se it's there's, like a contribution if if even that it's always like there's always a compromise yeah to collaboration which mm -hmm. is sometimes cool mm -hmm. to get pushed outside of your box and mm -hmm. maybe do something that you normally wouldn't do yeah but if you have like a very specific goal in mind exactly and you bring somebody else on and they kind of steer you away from that. For sure. It's a problem. Yeah, I agree. I, I listen to like a lot of Steve Jobs and people like that. And Steve Jobs had a philosophy, which, is, which was the best idea always wins. Uh, but at the same time, I believe that whoever is in charge of the brand or whatever it may be is the gatekeeper for the idea. And so even if you come to me with a cool idea, I still have to have that last say because I'm the gatekeeper. I'm the person communicating with that idea. And if you have a better one than me, then great. Let's move on. But if not, then you have to put your ego aside and then we go on forward because yeah. it's all about building up the idea as well as possible, not my ego or your ego or your name or my name and reputation and stuff like totally, that. Totally, totally. Yeah, you and know, that, it, it could be, be tricky. Well, that's, that. I think that's another problem with like having groups of people. Uh -huh. People kind of lose sight of the big picture. For sure. The big picture in like a case like this would be the brand. Yeah. Everybody wants to think like me, me, me. But yeah, yeah. if you're building a brand, it's not about you. For it's sure. About something bigger than you yeah even if it represents you it's definitely exactly. definitely a separate entity totally. and red red vision and red brand definitely represents me um my upbringing and whatnot but i definitely separate myself from it at the same time and try to do the best i can to bring red vision and red brand to life as well as possible uh-huh yeah so i heard you talking earlier you're pittsburgh born and raised uh -huh. penn hills areas yes what you said? penn hills yeah cool. I grew up great in ears man my ears are not that good <laughs> i can't hear much of <laughs> I, uh, I'm a Nebby person. I, it's just kind of like, yeah. I don't know, natural. I like to learn about people. <laughs> no, I love it. But yeah. I, uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, too. Uh -huh. I grew up in, like, Wilkinsburg, Regent Square, border, oh, okay. yeah, kind of yeah. in that area uh -huh. over there. And uh, so as, like, a creative person that's mm -hmm. lived in Pittsburgh your mm -hmm. whole life doing things, how do you feel about 
like the art scene or the arts in Pittsburgh. I know a lot of people yeah. have mixed opinions about yeah. it. My opinions are positive for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the underground scene, I love it. I love seeing people doing different things. I love seeing people dress differently. I love seeing people create differently, whether, whether it's photography or painting or drawing, whatever it may be. Uh, so I'm really into what's going on and just the conversations I have with people. Uh, I'm so used to having conversations with the same kind of mindset. And when I go out to some of these events, someone hits me with something completely different. And I'm, like, I'm just blown away by it. Totally. And I really enjoy that because it's, it's nice to have different perspectives. No yeah. matter if you agree or disagree, it's just nice to have that. I, you know, I personally, I'm really positive about it too. All the people that I will have conversations with that might talk negatively about it, or I see something that, about online, some kind of negative stuff. They're the people that you never see yeah. at events like this. Yeah. So it's yeah. like they don't even have like the proper space to comment. They're not even getting yeah. involved in what's going on yeah it's I'm, so weird mm -hmm. what are some of the negative comments you hear or you it's don't have to like, say a specific person but like just in general there isn't enough going on there there's isn't a on, yeah. there isn't a scene here yeah you know? yeah. Or yeah like there's a lot of people who say like there's a bunch of talent but there's nowhere to showcase it uh-huh and it's like that might have been true a few years ago but there's so many events like this that keep popping mm. up like yeah. There are people that are doing what they can to bring all of this together mm -hmm. and just get involved. Yeah, my, my whole take on it is if you complain about something, there's obviously a problem. There may not be a problem, but there may actually be a problem. And at that point, since you're realizing it, do something about it. Totally. And if you're not going to do something about it, then just move on and let it go. Yeah. And so that's that's my mindset when it comes to things like that. Uh, if there's something I don't like or if there's something I feel as though can be done better, then I'll do it myself. Or if I can't do it myself, then hey, forget it. Just move on yeah. to the next thing. It's that saying, you know, the be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, there's definitely type. truth to that for it, sure. It, it's just, but I think a lot of people too, and I don't like to like, this sounds negative in a way, uh -huh. but I feel like some people just kind of like to make that excuse because mm -hmm. they might not be motivated in some sort of way. Yeah. So it's kind of like, a, I'll just tell myself and the people around me that nothing's going on mm -hmm. to make myself feel better about not yeah. doing anything. But yeah. it's like, you know, you're full of crap. There's so much going on. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm juggling stuff trying uh -huh. to like keep up with all the events for going sure, on. For so sure. yeah. I think that if you want to get involved, get involved. If you want to yeah. be in, you know, there's just go look for it. It's there. I understand. And, and on, a, on the other side, for me personally, whenever I hear someone saying that or I hear of someone perhaps having a conversation with someone else about that, that drives me to want to go harder and whatnot to document what's going on so that hopefully I can make someone aware of it. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's what I take from it. Um, another thing is, you know, just enjoy wherever you are. Just have fun wherever, wherever whether you're in Pittsburgh or Ohio or in point. New York. Just have fun. Just yeah. just do it, you know, and uh, just let everything else go. That's why we started doing this stuff, right? Yeah. It was because we wanted to have fun yes. and just do something outside of the typical whatever everybody else is doing. Not that For there's sure. anything wrong with what other people were doing, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Now, you said this was your second event vending, right? Yes, right yes. Here? So Both what, Red Fish Bowl, by the way. Yeah, so oh, Red Fish okay. Bowl is a, a, number, a, a day one. Out. They're helping <laughs> you out. So yeah. is this stuff available online at all? It will be soon. It okay. will be soon, yeah. It's so funny because, like I said, I didn't plan on selling my stuff, and I just started to sell. Um, and so I have the website almost ready to go. Um, it will be up really soon, probably within a, two weeks or so. Cool. So this is you're just getting the just getting, getting started. The ball rolling yeah, with this. Do you have any ideas for like the future of what you want to do, or are you just 
Is that under wraps? What yeah. can you tell me? That's the tricky thing about it because I just wanted to create something real quick and now that other people seem to be interested, I'm thinking more on the lines of, okay, how do I have other seasonal items? You know, how do I create more so something different next year and then this year so you can still have the old stuff but then there's something new coming yeah. up. So uh, I'm thinking a lot of those uh, along those lines for sure and uh, I'm also just taking it day by day and just trying to get my feet wet and yeah. learn because it's a, it's a whole other ball game. You know, I think it's like, I think if you... You know, like you said, you started making this stuff, this stuff you wanted to wear. Exactly. And you were passionate about it. Yeah. So you just had this kind of like charisma to your brand coming yeah. out the gate. For and sure. It, it attracted people, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So I think if you just continue on that path of doing stuff that you like and yeah. that you're really, really into, like this is a great idea, yeah. people are going to see it and they're going to be attracted to it too. I appreciate that. Yeah. Whenever I'm thinking of new designs or something, I'm always just thinking along the lines of if I would I wear this yes or no. And if no one else buys it, then would I still wear it? Yes or no? It's it's just that simple. And yeah. if other people buy it, cool. And if not, cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, thanks for talking to me here Thank for a little you. bit. Thank you. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more later. I just don't want to interrupt your possible transactions <laughs> yeah. and communication with the people. Yeah. So, yeah. Good to meet you, Randall. I had a pleasure with and, this uh, interview. I'll be hanging out next to you all night. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll talk more uh, off, off the mic. I'm sure we'll keep talking as soon as I hit stop. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> it's all, all right. good. Thank all you. All right. Thank you. Again, that was Randall Coleman of Red Brand Apparel. Be sure to look up his stuff online and keep up with everything he's doing. Really, really nice guy. Now, we're going to step outside of the paint jam. We're going to interrupt my buddy. Mike Zikafus, who was uh, outside doing some live painting and talked to him for a bit. Here we go. All right. Conversation number two of the night. I am outside of Paint Jam with my H6, which is actually super tight. This is the first time I've actually had this thing like outside, fully utilizing the battery power. It's a nice April evening, and I'm here with my good homie. Almost long time. I've known you for a few years now. Definitely, definitely, man. Mike Z, what up? Oh, We're at the man. paint jam. You're spray painting some uh, plastic, yeah, like the man. the the, the six can pack, six pack rings. There you go. Definitely trying to you know save some fish, save the turtles, and <laughs> make, make some art at the same time. Uh huh. Save the turtles with the Ninja Turtles hat on. Always, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> the, t the hat always gets the compliments, man. <laughs> so like. Is this your first live painting event that you've done? Uh, this is my second experience with Red Fishbowl, okay. who always do a fabulous job, uh, without a doubt. Um, this is my first time doing anything on site, on location, so to speak. Um, two paintings, hanging up inside and then outside, um, doing my six-pack snowflakes, uh, snowflakes for winter, and then I create staple and spray paint flowers for spring and summer um i also brought some wire to do wire wrapping wire basket weaving okay. sculptures different bio so it's uh, like a whole like mixture yeah. of like multimedia found object multimedia yes. type of art yeah so how the hell did you get into like this kind of stuff um i've always been i guess i've always been from like scouts, school, like all that type of stuff, being in like artsy, crafty, like type of stuff, finding things in nature, using them. Um, 
going back to scouts within the actual snowflake that was the first time i ever made these and then working at mr smalls being around the six pack rings saving those cutting them up making different sizes dimensions um has always been really cool and people always seem to be really interested in that um didn't start painting until college which was almost like a last Oh, really? Awesome, like, minute kind of find in life. Okay, so, like, you were doing, like, kind of, like, found object crafting prior to painting. Yeah, like, anything with that, crayons, colored pencils, markers, anything pretty much but paint. Oh, okay. enough. Okay. So, like, what was some of the stuff, like, whenever you first got into art, like, even before... The found object stuff. Uh, definitely just drawing Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was literally, as a joke, gonna be like drawing Ninja Turtles. Drawing Ninja Turtles, man, <laughs> no joke. Like mine watching was the a cartoon, wanting to you know make my own cartoons. I was really into trying to draw characters from Mortal Kombat. Nice. But the funny nice. thing is, is I like would tell myself that they were original characters. But they weren't. And I would tell my friends that they were original characters. And That's I was like badass. making my own video game. Like I, mean, I like drew down, I drew out were. all the levels. But it was just a Mortal Kombat ripoff. I even like drew what my website would look like. That's so totally good, bullshit. Uh-huh, man, I don't have any fun, of that stuff fun. anymore. It bums me out. But I have like I have one one like pencil drawing of the character still. So I've won. But there was a lot nice. that lost. And it's lucked out. Do you have any of the stuff that you drew when you were a kid? Um, if I don't somehow tucked away from the different moves throughout the year, I'm sure my mom's got some type of something hidden, packed away to, yeah. you know, show again someday. Nice. Now, nowadays, so you're here and you have some pa- paintings hanging up in there mm-hmm. with paint. Definitely. And now you paint. are using spray paint to spray paint, paint these six pack yep. holder snowflakes and things like that. So like what kind of transitioned you getting into wanting to do stuff with paint? Um I with regular paint with I Yeah. I initially in college I was trained in oil paintings where I'd paint for, you know, you went to school for like arts? Yeah. Okay. First majored in recording, minored in music, minored in physics, and then took an extra fifth year to major in art and art history with a concentration in studio art. A goddamn mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I initially got used to oils to where you could stretch and just pull the paint forever. And then it wasn't really until um, working with painting with a twist, using acrylics, having to do a painting in two or three hours instead of two or three yeah. weeks. And then getting used to that and again thanks to paint jam finally focusing on more of my own original art instead of um always just teaching or i guess always doing the crafty thing too but actually like paint acrylics or yeah and kind of like get your own voice or your yeah, own just vision legit, out there right legit finding my so own you footing. went to school for so you were doing music stuff in school mm-hmm. too you still do music? Uh, I still drum. I, I definitely <laughs> do that. Went to school for recording, and that's how I initially found the fascination with Mr. Smalls, where and that, uh, I, I work now uh, on the other side of the bar, behind uh-huh. the bar, um, which is still around the music. I love it. Um, couldn't ask for like a better job, essentially. Um, but went to school for yeah recording. I couldn't sing 
two classes. So I had to recreate my major to that mouthful that I spilled out. Uh -huh. um, so don't ever ask me to sing. Okay. I can play drums in a <laughs> organized fashion. Well, but listen, listen, we we can only do so much as human beings. True. You can't do everything. I mean, amen to that, man. Everything but <laughs> that. So I think I got my one thing that I know I can or shouldn't do. Yeah, you know, you just find the you find your strong points, right? And then you pursue those, and then you let other people that are good at the things you're not good at be good at those things, and then you all get together and you make beautiful art together. Hell's yeah, dude. I will <laughs> let those people do those things that I'm not good at all the live long day. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is there anything now in your life that you've always wanted to do but you just haven't done? As far as like anything. the art world just goes, just anything. Oh man, we're off art. We're just talking. We're about getting, life. Yeah. About life. Sykes um, to Mike. Sykes to Mike. <laughs> yes, dude. I love it. I love it. Um, deep down, as far as I guess my own like personal wish, so to speak, as far as travel goes, um, I would love to. Um, I mean, just like travel. Okay. Costa Rica. Costa Rica, more, more, that's... More than anywhere, but... Okay. Definitely Any reason in particular? Um, kind of how, like how I feel. I'm always going to be stuck being a Pennsylvania kid because I love <laughs> all the now quasi-sections of uh, the seasons that we get. I feel like Costa Rica has all the, like, landscapes that I could ever want. Uh-huh. Waterfalls, treehouse culture, <laughs> the beach, volcanoes, um like jungle forest like all that wrapped into one to where you know i might not ever want to come back but. yeah well i think you should go because who knows maybe like that experience there who knows like how it will affect your art in the future um i hope so man there's one mega um, music art festival down there called envision one's that, that? Oh, i do not know this okay. year but they, they do it annually they do it. yeah and that's like a big one to save up for and make it well worth the trip um, so yeah, that, that's definitely one on uh, the life list, bucket list. Uh-huh. Now, the future of art for you. Anything specific art. in mind? Or are you just going to just keep painting and keep um, jamming, doing these events? Ah, uh, man, uh, I hope so. As much as uh, I get asked, as much as I get offered or get accepted, um, I'll definitely, I still love doing painting with a twist as well, teaching and helping people of all ages, kids uh, to adults, to, yeah. um, our elders having a good time, finding their own, um, you know, their own voice in like their art world. Um, definitely want to continue my own originals and paint and crafting, sculpting as well. Just always kind of, just like anyone else, keep pushing boundaries, yeah. find, uh, find new areas of interest and just dip, dwell and dive into them. Uh-huh. And then a uh, quick shout out to uh, All Scene. Ah, thank you. Thank yeah, for you. those I, of you that don't know, you are the, the yeah. organizer, curator, yeah. mastermind of the All Scene. Yeah, All Scene Entertainment Festival. That's um, my my little baby, my festival that I undertake at uh, Mr. Small's. Uh, then at three years. I've played all three years. And I, God willing, <laughs> will always have this man... <laughs> one way shape or form yeah. a part of the festival because it's been an enjoyable experience each and every time i would agree it's always an awesome time uh, thank you so looking kindly. forward to the next one always looking forward to having you back yeah and hey thanks for talking for a few minutes i think yeah 
We're awesome. I was hoping to get 10 minutes with you, and we did it. So, thank you always. Thank you always. You're one of the good ones. Thank you. And we're back. I'm having an awesome time at the paint jam. I don't know about you, but I've had a few drinks. I've met some new people. I've seen some old friends. I've seen some people painting live art. And, you know, we're not we're not even done. There's so much more to do. That's what's really cool about events like Paint Jam. Is that they're just so fucking dense in the best way possible with just an overload of creativity across all platforms of art and expression. Yeah, that's I think that that makes sense, right? Or did I just say a bunch of words that sound nice together? I don't know. Anyways, back to the fucking point. We're at the paint jam and I want to hear some live fucking music. What about you? So let's go downstairs. My friends and the band Old Game were about to go on and let's check out a song from Old Game. What do you say? I have a few microphones on me. I'll make an impromptu, half-drunk decision to just kind of plop them around on their stage as they're playing unannounced and record a live song. That's okay. That's what normal people do, right? Right. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. So let's check out Old Game performing live at the Paint Jam. And then maybe after this conversation, I'll hound down, hound? Hound. I'll hound down one of the members of Old Game and talk to them. All right, here we go. Thank you. 
what, what in the butt. I said, what, what. I love, ah, I love that song. Conversation number five of the evening. I'm sitting here with a guy named Josh. Hello. Who plays in a band called Old Game. That is true. I think I'm going to put that song that I recorded in this. Your band doesn't have any say in that. So you just heard an Old Game song. I don't, I don't care. I don't even know. What was the name of the last song you played? Salt. Salt? Yes. Uh, like the opposite of pepper? Salt? I think so. Okay, perfect. So for those out there in podcast land that don't know, uh, I've known Josh for a long time. Very long. Yeah, we went to like school together and stuff. Neighbors in the yearbook. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah, and I've been actually wanting to get you on the podcast forever. I feel like this is kind of like selling it short, just having you on like a little 10-minute blurb or so. Okay. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about because you've done so much. A little taste. You know, but yeah. So... How are you enjoying Paint Jam? I'm loving it. It's good. There's so much going on. There's a lot there? going on to where it's almost overwhelming. It's very, it's a very, very dense event. There's a lot to take in. I haven't even been upstairs. I didn't even know there was an upstairs. Yeah, there's a whole upstairs. I'm the most misuninformed person of the band. <laughs> you know? I just show up when we have to play usually. Well, it's kind of weird because to go upstairs, you have to go outside and around the side of the building. It's too much work. It's disconnected a little bit. So I've just been sticking to the dining room in the speakeasy nice. where old game played earlier. We did. So that was my first time actually seeing you in that band. Fucking awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. That's you enjoying playing that kind of music? I love it. I mean, I've been in the band for about a year now, almost. Uh, yeah. I think I joined last June. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's rad music. It's so much fun to play. It's very, very... I remember I saw them play without the rhythm section just like acoustically i think oh, maybe yeah. yeah yeah they, they do a lot of acoustic sets and uh a lot different that was good too yeah but this was a little i mean there's just so much body yeah you know and i and i'd never seen eric play drums before he rules. Yeah, he's a good drummer super rules man yeah wow and it's well i played with him in another band and it, it just the progression i've seen him get better and better <laughs> is ridiculous cool it's so good so the interesting thing about Josh, us two, is that, you know, we're both still doing this and we both graduated a long time ago. It has been quite a while. Um, yeah, I feel like me and you are the only ones that are still doing it from when we were doing it in high school. And that's awesome. The fun well, I wasn't even in a band in high school. And the funnier thing is you were the only person I knew in a band in <laughs> high school. And it's just funny how, like, times have changed so much now. Right. I don't know, like, if it was just a thing of the past where kids just weren't in bands or if the fact that it's just so much easier to be in a band now. How do you feel? Uh, Am I off? I feel like it's just, like, easier to be in a band nowadays. No, I don't I know mean, I agree. what it is. There's just, like, like more we people were, playing music. Right. When we were in high school, I feel like there was, like, nobody. Like, you were, like, either made fun of or people thought you were cool. To yeah, be and, we, and we didn't... We went to... We were in Woodland Hills, and that's, like, a big school. So yeah. there's a lot of fucking kids. And no one thought we were cool for being in a band at Woodland Hills. <laughs> no. For sure. <laughs> and I guarantee you there's fucking, like, 20 bands at Woodland Hills High School now. Oh, easily. yeah, definitely. Um... Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's easier or I don't know. I actually have never thought of it. I mean, man, I, I it can't possibly be easier. I think maybe it I don't want to say it became trendier or what, 
Maybe it became trendier. You perk his jo have. as Josh's ears perk up. <laughs> I think it might have maybe. I mean, in a sense, because it's maybe like it just like a, a like a couple more people started doing it, and it became a lot more possible to do it. Right. Because like, few five bands, that's enough to get a show. Right. And now there's. 505 bands <laughs> and they're all in the same show sometimes <laughs> they're all in the same bands with each other and other bands oversaturating their own market that's a lot of it there's a lot of i've been calling it i guess it's probably not good to say but like incestual <laughs> oh totally this, no in this music scene that i mean even i've been you know in a few bands with eric we've been in the same bands together and it's just funny to see that's how it works like nobody branches off they just say like yo you want to be in a band sounds good to me and then we're in a band together uh-huh i mean I don't know. I don't really know what You're I'm You're having fun, right? You're happy? I'm super happy. It's kind of like what it's all about. That is what it's all about. I think. A little bit of money, I guess. Yeah, let's get it. Like, what Am are I you... wrong to say that? No, not at all. Are you doing anything outside of music now? Do you have like a, a normal adult hustle? I have a normal adult, very boring job. Um, I work uh, trying to sell windows and doors. Well, a lot of people need windows and doors. They do, but a lot so, of people don't want windows and doors. <laughs> and that's the a lot of people are totally content with the <laughs> windows have, and doors that they have. They love their windows. You ask them and say, you know, I think you need new windows. They say, I have them. And they slam the door in my face. It's just an everyday thing, man. How so do you, do. like, contact people? Have you ever, like, like, considered sending a team of people to, like, break windows? And then the next day you go back, like noticed you need a window we we always joke about <laughs> leaving neighborhood and then throwing bricks through windows oh yeah and then going back and conveniently we're here uh, you know it was fate but i would never do that i think yeah. that'd be an awkward coincidence <laughs> and my handprints all over the <laughs> yeah brick. no i'm not gonna do that if you're listening i won't do that you drawing it all still i am i'm trying to pick it up i mean doing like digital and I think the last time I actually talked to you about this, you had mentioned that you were doing digital stuff now. Yes. I'm using uh, Procreate. You ever hear that? Nope. It's pretty sweet. It's only like six bucks uh, for the iPad. And it's, uh, I like to, I've been describing it to everybody as it's a left-hander's dream. Okay. Because all of us left-handers, if there's any listening, um, we drag our hands across the page and you get the ink smear the crap out of it. But not on the iPad. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> Clean as a whistle. And it's great. And I love it. So you ever consider maybe presenting some digital artwork at the next paint jam, getting more involved in the art scene? Or oh. do you just kind of want that to be a thing that you just do on your own? I don't know like what you're I mean, doing with it. I like I'm practicing, but I would like to definitely do that. You know, put some stuff here. I'm trying to do like, uh, like art all night. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I think I'm going to put some stuff in there, but this is the first time in a long time that I've started to do art again. It feels good. It's nice. Are you still drawing? Let me ask you a question. Uh, not really. It's I crap. I recently, I still do art stuff, but it's like shit for bands, like right. t-shirt designs for my bands yeah. or like a flyer. So like it's still drawing, but it's always for another purpose. It's right. not just like... I'm not just drawing to draw a thing or to make a piece of art. It's right. like part of a bigger picture. So I, mean, I hear you. I don't know. It's really hard for me to like even like think of a reason to 
draw. Like I can't think of anything to draw or why I would do it. It's so weird. Like it's, yeah. it's like the skill sets there. But when I was in high school, it was all like naked girls and graffiti and weird monsters. Mm-hmm. And out of like those three things, I might still be interested in drawing weird monsters. <laughs> I have no interest in doing graffiti anymore. And I have no interest in drawing naked girls. I mean, I'm, I would. It just might be a little weird now. Why? No. I don't know. Weird. I don't want to be one of those. Like, I feel like the world has enough white male artists that draw <laughs> naked women. I think that's very true. Like, I just don't need to contribute to that. I have never contributed or tried my hand at that. To be honest, to draw, drawing, <laughs> trying, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's a pun there, maybe. Grab it. I don't know. A loose, a loose pun. I don't know. Mine would be stick figures with circle boobies. <laughs> That's how I would draw them. Dude, you should submit art to the paint jam. That's just like stick figure, circle booby art. You'd sell them for like astronomical prices. Oh yeah. Next year. Or do they, it might do just they do be this? crazy enough to work. Let's collab. I think we should collab on like some left boob, right figures. boob. Yes. Yes. Like one circle boob and then one realistic, like really good shaded boob. You do the really realistic side and I'll do the the really crappy side of it. And then it could be like a statement on art, like what's really real? What isn't? You just blew my mind. It's kind of like a digital world versus the real world. Would you say you're living in a digital world? I'm living in a material world. Oh, is that where I was going? And I am a material <laughs> girl. <laughs> is, there, is there a song that does that? Living in a material world. That's material and, uh, world. Yeah, it's my, Madonna. You ever heard of her? Heard of her? She knew? Kind of. Yeah. This is actually the second time I kind of like half drunk sung on the podcast today. Well, I'm glad I was your second. Me and uh, my friend Greg Richards, who was on earlier, uh, pretty much recited the full first the full verse chorus verse two and second chorus of whoop there it is you know that much apparently we do because we just started going and we just kept going until we didn't know anymore and it was that much i would have never gotten that far ever but i am impressed are you ever like hear a song that you haven't heard in a really long time and like you think of the words in your head and you're like impressed with how much you know all the time I specifically actually remember the first time that I was like consciously aware of being like my memory. It was like a kid and it was that um you say I only hear what I want to. That song. Uh I remember being like a kid in the car and just being like impressed in my head of how much I knew of the song. Like I remembered the words. I was like Wow, memory. So now, I like, I, like, acquaint, like, memory and the storage of your brain space right. to that fucking song. Dude, but it's, like, the best thing I don't understand is I could, like, sing, like, a Weird Al song I listened to when I was eight, <laughs> but I can't, like, multiply, like, nine times six. You know, like, it's, like, does my brain choose not to know those things? Or I don't get it. Weird Al should have just done all educational songs. Oh my God. And then we could have just listened to those and we would be fucking geniuses. Dude, I would have been a genius. I would have been making so much more money now. Bull crap. Well, to be fair, you don't need to be smart to make money. You just have to know how to bullshit people and have a severe lack of morality. Right. But that's another conversation for another time. We'll do this. Yes. <laughs> so let's wrap this up. Josh. Yes. Awesome seeing you. Great As always. Me. Yes. 
you know, I'm sure we're going to talk some more after I stop this. I'm just trying to make sure there's room for everybody. Let there be room. Let there be room. Let there be room. And uh, old game. Check them out. You heard a song. It was live. It was. It was live. And uh, check them out. Go to some shows. Please, come and see us. When are you playing next? Uh, Wrong guy to ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing some out-of-town dates coming up, but the next date in town, I am not aware of. Well, listen. If you see old game on a flyer... <laughs> Facebook. Check them out because they're pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, we have a Facebook. I don't know what it is. It's right. Go to your little Facebook search bar. Type in old game. Old game. Uh, most likely Scrabble is going to come up. Probably. Or like Monopoly. Dude. Other old games. But no, you want to look for the musician slash band old game. Dude, my band is going to be so bummed at me because I <laughs> surely plugged the band. The band's great. Thank you. You know, you just listen to too much Weird Al. I, I, that's what made me. I think it, sh it formed me, shaped me into the human I am today. Blame it on the uh, 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 Al Yankovic. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done on that. All right. Snap. All right. All right. So I have a bit of a confession to make. I have been lining up these conversations a little out of order from when I actually did them in the night. That conversation that I had with Josh was actually right before I left. And I was pretty, I was pretty lit by the time we had that talk, but it only made sense to put it right after the old game song since Josh is an old game. Although, you know, I allude to some things that had happened earlier in the evening that aren't gonna happen until later in the podcast but i figure hey you know it's just a little tease a little foreshadowing maybe a little something something to keep you interested and keep you listening yeah so with that being said we're gonna move on to our next conversation here which was with someone who i had just met for the first time this night he is a comedian and he performs under his real name which just happens to be Matthew Eugene Stromberg. So here we are. This is me and Matt getting to know each other. Check it out. And we're rolling paint jam conversation number four mm -hmm. with Matt. What's your last name, Matt? Uh, Matthew Eugene Stromberg. That's my full name there. That's your full yeah. stage name? Yeah. It's my, my legal name as well. <laughs> so so yeah. that the... You mean you didn't just pick that name? That wasn't like you're trying to come not. up with a stage yeah. name, and you're like, "That's the one that has yeah. a ring to it." Yeah, just it, not a, not a lot of them worked. I used to go by just uh, Dazzle Feet. That was that didn't work out for a long time. Then there's a band called Dazzle Teen, so I kind of got pushed out of that Dazzle aspect. But yeah, this one stuck, and uh, my mom's real happy about it. That'll bring in the shout outs yeah. to moms. Yeah, real happy. So, have you uh, worked at any of the Paint Jam events in the past? No, this is my first one. It's real cool. There's so much stuff going on. I haven't been upstairs yet, but I want to go check that out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've been to the venue before. It's real nice, but this is awesome. This is awesome. It was so funny coming in here earlier, and there's, like, still people sitting down eating dinner and, like, all this other stuff's going on. Yeah. And, like, you know, they had no idea what they yeah. were walking into. I got here pretty like early, and people were being, like, ushered out, and, like, <laughs> we have an event. It was, like, somebody's birthday. 
yeah. over here. Like they like brought out the cake and the candles and everything, like in the middle oh. of all this shit. Great. They seemed like they were in good spirits yeah. at a table full of drinks. So at least they That's were yeah. okay about it. Yeah. So Chris tells me that you are a comedian. Yeah. How long have you been doing the comedy thing? This is year 10. Year 10 of doing it. Nice. Yeah. The success rate is very low, but <laughs> that's what happens. But you're still doing it, so you obviously yeah. give a shit about it. Yeah, I, I care maybe too much at this point. Do you do you anything know. else outside of comedy, or is this your thing? Yeah, I uh, I act in a couple of things. I used to be in a band, uh, Brash Teeth, shout out to them. They're still going. Um, I used to be in a band, kind of stopped doing that to focus on this. Been in a couple uh, films with... Uh, smaller productions local productions and stuff yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like what jump started all this for you uh when i was in high school um a friend of mine chris mohan another comic shout out to him too he uh had asked me if i would be interested in doing a talent show for comedy a friend of his or somebody that he knew was doing it as like a senior project type thing and i had never done it before uh, but I could make people laugh, and so I jumped in then and just kind of never looked back. Cool. Yeah. I am a fan of stand-up comedy, and I do a lot of different shit, but that was always one thing that I just felt like I had no place in doing. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is like once you like get into doing something and you kind of get behind the curtain, yeah. it almost like it changes your whole perspective on it. Yeah. And I don't know if like stand-up comedy is a thing that I kind of want necessarily like tainted for me but like also at this point i know i i don't really know a whole lot of people that do comedy but i i think i've talked to enough of them where i'm I'm even kind of kind of behind that curtain now anyways i kind of get it but do you know what i mean like yeah i mean it's definitely different now i don't watch i mean i watch stand up all the time but i don't watch it as like a like oh i'm just gonna sit down and watch this it's like how do i study how do i do this and i'm always just trying to think of jokes it's like now i'm not even enjoying thinking of jokes just because like is that gonna work yeah, it's like it, yeah. it's the uh, I don't want to say like the innocence is gone more yeah. like like the it's but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just like, like you said, like seeing behind the curtain. You can't just like enjoy now. anything at face value right. anymore. And like, if right. you're, you're somebody that played in bands and you mm-hmm. do you say you did some acting and stuff. Yeah. So like all that stuff's probably fucking ruined, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so music what, what's left one. for you to enjoy? <laughs> Nothing. I think I'm just going to keep going out. I think I should write a book so I don't read anymore. <laughs> Uh, should probably do that. And yeah, that'll be the next yeah, one. Yeah, I, like, I started uh, a couple years ago. I um, you know, wanted to save some money, so I started getting into cooking. Okay. And now like, I go out to eat, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't enjoy that anymore either. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's another but I still, you know, I, I'm still hanging on to stand-up comedy a little bit. I still enjoy beer and alcohol, but mm-hmm. although now I'm starting to like meet people that make beer, so now I'm starting you, to... Do you do that? Do you do your own brewing? I have not brewed any of my own beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, I have... My band made a beer with Penn Brewery okay. last year, Okay. and like we were there when they made it. I helped like pour some malt into a so thing. You, so you made it. So you but I don't you know what it. the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know like the science right. of this. It's like right. actual chemistry. There's like someone there with like a fucking clipboard. Mm-hmm. Like you think on the like, oh yeah, brewing beer seems so cool, and it's yeah. just like a dude with a clipboard looking at gauge. I'm like, this looks awful. Yeah, I've never been into that. Like, and people <laughs> who go and like try to do like the challenge of like drinking all like the crazy beers and stuff. I just it gets me oh, drunk. I'm fine. I don't. Really I, I like drinking beer, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to know too much about it. Chemistry, yeah. math, 
numbers. Yeah, I've always been bad at that stuff. That's why that's why I didn't finish college. <laughs> <laughs> you at least tried to go I tried. though. I, tried. I didn't. Even, I didn't even get that far. Yeah. So well, what what would you try to go to college for? Uh, well, at first it was for writing, uh, just literature, and then it was screenwriting and theater. Gave up twice, folks. That's right. So what you got to do if you want to get the full college experience, quit once, then go again, and then be like, yeah, I should not have come back. It's really good. Yeah, I just like couldn't. I don't know. I just had no interest in. I hated school. Yeah, it's act, it's actually super surprising how motivated of a person I am now because I was not like this right. in high school at all. Yeah, I definitely didn't like school at all. I was a horrible student, and I put more effort into things that don't get me money regularly, like doing creative stuff. But I'm like, I'm doing it. I really, I really, <laughs> I didn't need school for this, but it's like. Yeah, you just wasted so much time. So you're not doing the music stuff anymore. Do you no. still play it all? Uh, occasionally, I just by myself. Yeah, where it only deserves to be at this point. So how long has it been since you've played in a band out and about? Uh, I just recently stopped playing with Brash Teeth. That was probably back in December, I think. So I haven't. Uh, okay, played. so it's only been a few yes. months. Yeah, it's only I was been gonna months. ask. I was gonna be kind of curious if maybe stepping away from that environment mm -hmm. over time if you start to enjoy music again i honestly i have not listened to new music in so long <laughs> i like i have like three albums that i listen to and that's it and then most of it is either like stand up i mean i listen to a lot of rap and hip-hop but i don't listen to actual like and that's not to say that that's not actual it's more music, like the like, the backbeat kind of yeah. like yeah, just kind of you on, enjoy the yeah. environment. Yeah, or like I don't, yeah. I'm trying so hard not to use the word aesthetic. It's like people use that word too much. It's, right. it's a great word. It it's is. very it fitting, mm -hmm. but you know I'm just trying not to use it. Right, expand my fucking vocabulary. Yeah, absolutely. So those three albums, mm -hmm. what would those be? Like what what's 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 your jams? Oh, the number one album for me of all time is it's called um, Brother Sister by uh, Me Without You. I have heard that album. It's a good that's one. A great, that's, that's one of my favorites that got me into really into music. Uh, recently, I've been listening a lot to um, and this is hip hop, but Danny Brown's uh, latest album that he put out. Yeah, that's a really good one. And then the third one, it's kind of floundered. Uh, I listen to Johnny Cash just because of, like, if I ever tried to sing, I can just mumble like that, too, and that'll be nice. That's a really eclectic trio. Yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I'm the same way. You yeah. know, I I think that there's something that's, there's always, there's something to take from everything if you're looking for it. Mm -hmm. And, like, the most boring people you'll ever meet are the people that are like, yeah, you know, like, I listen to Pantera. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Or like somebody, even somebody that's just like, I like Danny Brown and that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. They're probably not that interesting. Right. But somebody like Danny Brown and Johnny Cash yeah. might have more of a story to tell. I mean, sometimes you got to <laughs> stick to your convictions, though. You got to just stick with what, you know, don't ever step out of your bounds. But yeah, I just, it's a lot of stuff that I just went through and listened to and just picked up on like I, I wish my number one wish is that I I could be a, a, a rapper I wish that I could do that so bad. why can't you do it I can't I just I just don't have the ability no skills not no with that attitude skills. yeah <laughs> maybe that's the next thing I should ruin for myself too I should try to become a rapper and I mean yeah. listen you could do it you could do it if I could do it you could do it do you do it I am that's what I do oh you're I do hip-hop that's okay. my main thing all right I mean, spit we some, did we did some fire right now. We just met a couple <laughs> seconds ago. Uh huh. But you know, yeah. I just met you. Yeah. And okay. you don't know this about me. I don't. But I do do rap. Okay. Uh, Sykes is my 
oh, hip hop okay. moniker. Start the beat with Sykes. This oh, is kind of like nice. my side podcast that I do, talking with right. local creatives awesome. and things like that. That's so, awesome. yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to check you out. Do you have stuff online? I do have stuff online. I have a lot of stuff online. I've been doing this for 10 years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yes. Really nailing it down It's kind of one of those weird things. I've, I've talked about this with a couple people tonight already about how, you know, Pittsburgh's a very small city, mm-hmm. but it's dense as fuck. So yeah. there's so much going on, and even though it's like, sure, you could get from, you can get anywhere in the city in 10 minutes. It's not right. very big, but there's a lot of people crammed in here yeah. doing a lot of shit. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, I'd, uh, I w- I, a lot of my friends are like in like the film world. Uh, do a lot of like they work on sets and stuff and they travel back and forth between like New York and here and just so many people that like even that I see them run into just like did we work on something together I'm pretty sure like a friend of mine he's filming stuff here tonight he just saw somebody else I was like I'm pretty sure we worked on something together just so small and like you just wouldn't think but every community is linked up together in some way Mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy it's a good city though yeah well trying to keep it short just yeah. doing 10 minute blurbs here and that's i think yeah, we just fucking right did there. it nailed so, it awesome awesome to meet you thank you for having me uh talk to you yeah really i'm it. gonna we'll stop this right. i'm gonna exchange some sort of info with okay. you you know trying right. to make friends blah absolutely. blah blah Networking. and uh paint jam absolutely yeah bringing creatives together nice in the corner of a dining room nice goodbye <laughs> okie dokie and we're back we got, we've been going for a while. Paint Jam was a lot of fun. As you could tell, I've been talking with a whole bunch of people. I talked with way more people I didn't even record. You know, just genuine, real life interactions. But everybody that sat down to record with me, it's been a blast. But you know, I'm socializing a lot. I want to hear some more music, conveniently enough. My friends and the band Space Fish are about to go on downstairs at the Speakeasy at the Paint Jam. So I'm going to do what I did the old game. I'm going to gather up all of my stuff that I have on me. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to throw some microphones on stage in the middle of their set. And I'm going to record a live song without them having any idea what I'm doing. Or why I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. Because I feel like we're friends. And these things are okay. Quick sidebar. Talked to Nate from Space Fish after the show. Told him I did this. And he said, cool. That's okay. So, alright. I have their blessings. Anyways, this is a song from my buddies in Space Fish. Playing live at the Paint Jam. Then after that, we got one more conversation. And we're wrapping it up. So... Check it out. Enjoy.
All right, and that's Spacefish. Awesome, awesome band. Really cool people. If you uh, go online, check them out on YouTube because like they have some really really cool video stuff, and they're just they're really really interesting people. Like in I mean that in the best way possible. If you're curious to know more about them, I actually did a podcast with Nate. I had him on the show. Go back and check that out. Just go through the archives. I don't remember what number it is. Anyways, this episode is going on pretty long, a little bit longer than usual, but we got one more conversation. I happened to run into my buddy, Greg, who is a member of he's a fellow epicast homie he's part of the grown-up human comic people he also plays in the band midnight rose and he was just at the event as a patron walking around enjoying the thing so i figured i would close out my conversation at the paint jam with somebody who you know i know and give you the perspective of somebody just attending the event as an attendee not necessarily as a participant although greg is a artist in his own right anyways here we are this is my talk with greg richards yeah conversation number three at the paint jam with a unexpected find (laughs) sir Greg Richards of the Grown Up Human Comic People slash Midnight Rose. Yeah. That's Midnight with a K. That's right. <laughs> yeah, th- uh, thank you for flagging me down, both to both to Brian Sykes and to Stacy. Uh, yeah, I would not have seen you. You saw me. That shows how poor my powers of perception are. Oh, no. No, you would have saw me eventually. Yeah. I just caught you first. That's all it is. Ah, okay. So yeah. how are you enjoying the paint jam? I dig it. I was, uh, yeah, I went up to the ballroom first, uh, saw a funk band up there. I was talking to a, a girl who apparently was um, neighbors with, God, the name of the band was, let me think of it, it was a pun, um, Shaq Nicholson was okay. the band. I believe it was the <laughs> second band that played up there. Uh, was, I got in like about quarter after nine, or I think. And um, but yeah, uh, apparently their singer wasn't able to make it. Uh, for the thing tonight, so they just did all instrumentals, and um, but they were still pretty good. They they did. Uh, we got the funk. Nobody sang it, but it was still fine. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a crucial part of that song, right? Yeah, I kind of started to and realized nobody else was. And like, oh, okay, well, you should have just got up and took charge. I should have. You figured at a, at a uh, show this small, there's no security, which is great. You just the the possibilities are endless. Um, <laughs> how far can you take it to the extreme? up and uh, you know at what point do they do they say okay thanks buddy uh, uh, and that's it nah I could tell you came here to shake things up <laughs> yeah now I'm hoping for more more opportunities that aren't lost so, like that. <laughs> so you know as a artist in Pittsburgh how do you feel about coming to an event like this and seeing things like this going on in the city it's rejuvenating because uh, I think it's it's really easy to it's really easy unfortunately to become pessimistic or to I don't I don't want to say become pessimistic so oftentimes more often than I would like I hear from you know the periphery or under people's breath in conversations others oh, you know radio sucks there's nothing going on or um, and it actually reminds me of a Robert Plant quote uh, it was from a few years ago I can't I think it was around the time he started just starting into this whole Americana thing. Uh, 
where he, he said, you know, so many, he said it best. It, it, as, as I remember, he said, um, yeah, I hear all the time, like, oh, it's not, it's not like it once was, or like music isn't as good as it used to be. And, he, and you know, but it is, you just have to go out and find it. Um, which probably mirrors what they had to do orig originally because stuff wasn't on, like FM radio wasn't a thing yeah. yet. Uh, they, so many of those guys had to wait until relatives of theirs or uh, friends brought back things from uh, from overseas. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it always starts on this level, I think, before the powers that be catch on. I was just talking with Randall about this earlier about the people who I hear most commonly saying things like oh there isn't anything going on or it's not what it used to be they're the people that you never see out mm -hmm. it's like they will talk shit but simultaneously they're just not actually engaging in the stuff that is going on so what room do they actually have yeah to make those judgments I think they're just like going they're like confining themselves to this small bubble and it's like no just go outside get outside of your shell and there's so much stuff going on mm -hmm. I'm like always like on weekends particularly it's like there's always like three or four different things going on and I have to like pick which th thing I want to go to yeah there's definitely not a shortage of cool shit going on yeah in fact like it was an easy choice but uh, for, for me tonight it was either this or there's another thing happening this same evening at uh, uh, Mr. Small's Theater, I think. Yep. I forget what it's called, but it, it's like a few bands. Yeah, yeah. Bands. Shout outs to Misaligned Mind. Yeah. And uh, Knox Boys are playing. Those are the two bands I know playing. I might know another band. There's another, Yeah, another one that I know of is... And I, I ran into two of the people that are in the band once when I was playing a gig, and they said, oh, yeah, we're in a band called Garment District. Okay, yeah. I have not seen them, but I have heard that name. Yeah, and the way they... I was interested in them, and it, uh, I definitely would have been there had it not been for, for this multi, uh, you know, collaborative arts thing. Because um, they described it as, like, psychedelic um, folk... I don't know. I remember they... God, I remember psychedelic was in the, in, the uh, <laughs> okay. in their description. And I'm really into, you know, like, Iron Butterfly and... Uh, Jefferson Airplane and, and all that stuff like that's it's a very strong part of my brain yeah <laughs> so but I, I intend to check them out at some point that, um, I'll, I'll, it was a, if, any, if nothing else it was a reminder for me to get out to that place too I can't remember the last time I was at Smalls um, it might have been to see uh, Galactic at some point I, I can't remember I don't know so did you like grow up with psych rock or is that something that you found like a little bit later in life uh, I guess I found like so much of this music I I don't know what I would have done if I was, um, I'm the youngest of, of three. Okay. Uh, so my older brother, my older brother's eight years older than me. He went to college, which means that he spent his life until college not listening to sweet music. <laughs> but he, because it was like, he, uh, I don't know. I, I think he had a the, the cassette single of Won't There It Is, you know, that Tag I. Tag team, back again. Check it, wreck it, let's begin. Party, party on, party people, let me hear some noise. These seats in the house, let me jump for joys. This is a party over here. Party over there, every hands in the air, shake a derriere. These three words when you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is. Let me hear you say. Whoop, there it is. Let me hear you say. Whoop, there it is. Second verse. Upside down, inside out. Let's show all you folks what it's all about. Now it's time for me to get on the mic and make this motherfucker party hype. Taking it back to the old school, because I'm an old fool who's so cool. Want to get down, let me show you the way. Whoop, there it is. Let me hear you say, whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. 
that's about all I know. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised we both know so many words to Womp There It Is. In a, in a way, I'm not surprised. Because <laughs> that was on every day in 1992. You know? I have the 12-inch uh, maxi single vinyl of Womp There It Is. Oh, that's a, probably a collector's item by now. You, you, <laughs> I'm sure. You're yeah. not manufacturing that anymore. Actually, I might have to edit this so people don't know that I have it. Because, you know, <laughs> they might come after me yeah. trying to shake me down yeah. for my tag yeah. team final. That, that was a long digression before answering your question. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that, that was circa 1992. And uh, anyway, my, my, my brother went to college and met some, some uh, cool friends, I guess, and started playing guitar. And he, he started listening to Neil Young and um, Led Zeppelin. I actually remember the day that he brought home uh, Led Zeppelin, the song remains the same. I was 10 years old. He pulled out of the bag from, from my eyes and he goes, Greg, there's a song on here that you have to hear. It's called Stairway to Heaven. And I said, that's a cool title. And um, live version, you know, like that second, it was kind of like BCAD, like for that, at that moment, I just, it made me realize how deep music can get. Yeah. And from there, I just started paying attention more. I, really, that's all it is, because at that point, I had already heard from my parents' record collection, I was curious. So I, I had found like the Rolling Stones aftermath. I remember it was in there. There was a Credence album, and I liked it, but I, I never saw a reason to invest heavily, you know, my time into it. But after that point, then I, I think like at that point, my my mom said, "Oh, well, if you're interested, there's a, you know, Iron Butterflies cool. There's a, you know, this and it got to be this, whatever it was. Um, that's where." It, I started asking questions about Woodstock. Apparently, oh man, like people were were this into it that they lived in a, this pig farm for a weekend. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all of that. Even at the time, like I was ten and I wasn't doing psychedelic drugs, um, but I figured, man, if uh, if if the music is this good, like, uh, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, in the future, <laughs> what what that'll turn out to, what that experience would be like. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I guess like from from age ten onward, I, I started uh, you know uncovering the layers into it. Uh, I started playing guitar a couple of years later, so um, it just sort of forces you. I mean, you know, like it sort of, when you play an instrument, it sort of forces you to listen a little closer. Yeah. To things, um, a buddy of mine that uh, was in like seventh eighth grade whenever he, he started, and uh, he only played for like a year, and he kind of he wasn't as good at it, but he he said like a year later, like. I'm, even though I, I suck at guitar, he said, I, I, uh, I'm glad that I started, you know, had, took the few lessons that I did because it, now I don't just hear a wall of sound anymore to pick apart the different bits and pieces. And uh, I can tell when a band sucks and when they're, when they're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Man, I could go on, but that's... Uh, so what is keeping up with modern music like for you? Are you someone that... Actually, I'm already pretty certain you're someone that like embraces music of multiple genres. Mm -hmm. So I kind of take back the question to begin with because I was going to be like, what's somebody that's into psychedelic music doing nowadays? Yeah. But there's plenty for you to listen to. There, there is. Well, sort of. Like, I guess like, um, I don't know. Like, Okay, so I, I teach lessons. Uh, and sometimes when somebody's 13 and uh, I kind of... I'm trying really hard to not come across like I'm like I'm dissing anybody, but it, I, I'm not always certain if somebody likes a song or an artist because they legitimately like it from their core, or if, if they just hear it often enough. Like I'm not proud to admit, but I will. Like there once was a time when uh, 
like, oh, I, I hadn't heard good music yet, so Paula Abdul songs were like, dude, oh, straight can, up can, is yeah. such a good song. <laughs> yeah. That, and I was like, oh, cool, little saxophone solo. And then I listen to it nowadays, and I'm like, that's not even a saxophone. It's, it's like the, the worst general MIDI, uh, you know, um, rendition of something. But yeah, no, I mean, the, in those those tracks are, um, uh, th there was talent in, not necessarily in Paul Abdul, but whoever was producing that album, that, that record, and uh, uh, like they were probably steeped in, um, I don't know, like uh, whatever... Uh, I'm not. I'm going to be fishing, for example. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm already a couple drinks in at this point. By the way. Oh, oh hey, so me so, too. Some things are more fluent than it's others. It's all good. Yeah, I guess what I mean is, I uh, for me nowadays, being, I try to be receptive to everything. I don't. I try also to not have a chip on my shoulder uh, when it comes to, to new music or being introduced to new bands. I, I'd love to to hear a new band or song or something that uh, that really. Uh, I don't know, crosses the threshold for me. Yeah. I think it just makes me a kind of a sharp critic. Like the, the year that something came out is a non-issue to me, which is a slippery slope because I, it might seem like I'm, I'm predisposed to older music or certain eras, but I, I think it's just a stylistic thing because actually here's a good example. When Queens of the Stone Age first came out, I got really excited. Um, I heard it from you know, buddy of mine, and like it's like just as their third album was coming out. So like their second album's awesome, the third album's awesome. I saw them like three times that year, and uh, sort of by accident. And um, that was two thousand three. And I think they've gone a little bit downhill some, since then. But I mean, that's a great example. That was a new band at the time, and that's when I was, um, you know, I was in early on in school. So I I probably was most likely to be uh, prejudiced against new music at that time because I was just getting into Black Sabbath and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, heavy hitter band, like, Black Sabbath is my top five. Um, that, you know, all that, that original lineup. So, between that, like, I, I discovered them and the Mars Volta kind of, kind of around the same time. And, um, I don't know, like, I, I so I, I keep waiting for it, you know, like, I'm, I'm open to the possibility, I welcome it. But at the same time, if something, if I hear something for the first time, a new band, and I don't feel that they measure up, I'm not going to make excuses for it. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Two things. Uh, the first time I heard the Mars Volta, it fucked me up beyond belief and changed my <laughs> whole outlook. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, it's kind of a sidetrack. But the first time I heard Mars Volta, my friend was just like, dude, I remember he was telling me. You gotta check out the Mars Volta. Mm. And I had just bought a turntable and it was right when D Laos came out and I was at Ides mm. and they had it because it just came out and I was like, oh, I have a turntable. There's this record here. My friend told me this was a good album. Perfect. So I bought D Laos in the crematorium on vinyl <laughs> and I went home and I sat down and it was the first time listening to it and yeah. it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it was like in this weird, like, so I was probably like, 18 or 19 maybe and like this weird transition where like all I was really into was like crazy spazzy grindcore and black metal mm -hmm. and it's like I'm young and kind of insecure and I'm not even sure if like I'm supposed to like it mm -hmm. you know like I can't like show my friends this because it's like is this emo what is this I didn't even like understand what it was but luckily I was like I don't care what this is it's awesome and I really like it Yeah. and they were like one of the bands that like I was always interested in a multiple, like a big, like a wide variety of music, but they were definitely one of the bands that kind of like knocked me out of that kind of like metalhead high school shell. And I was like, 
oh yeah, there's other music too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like growing up, I listened to like my dad was a big metalhead, so I grew up listening to like Maiden and Anthrax and <laughs> Megadeth and all that shit. That's the stuff he was into. And then like I got into like Green Day and then Smashing Pumpkins and like all this <laughs> other shit just from like being like a kid in middle school and like the stuff that all your other friends like and like kind of forgetting about metal and then I found metal again and I was like yeah metal's the shit and kind of like ignoring other things and then Mars Volta happened and I was like oh yeah there's other music in the world (laughs) so that's again a long rant to get to that but yeah that album and then like not long after that I started listening to Bjork which is like on the way other end of the spectrum it is but but like still like it fucked me up in a whole nother different way. Just like all the possibilities of yeah. writing music. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, it's like what all can go on a record, what all is acceptable on a record. It's, it kind of, it's such extremes in one direction and then in the other direction. Totally. Which, which I feel like X axis, Y axis, which tells you like anything's possible with Bjork, by the way. Um, I gotta say, I, I think I have her first album, but, uh, are you, do, are you into the sugar cubes much? I've, I, I've yeah. listened, but I can't. I couldn't name a song, and I can't say that I'm like super familiar. Somehow, I, not that I'm, I'm hard. Like I, I couldn't name. Uh, I think they only have like three or four albums. Um, so there's probably Sugar Cubes fans out there somewhere listening right now to, uh, or <laughs> as this is being, you know, listen not right now, but you know, on playback. But uh, they, they're an awesome band. You know, obviously I sound like I think she was in her late teens when she joined that band. Holy crap, they're great. I think I just ended up with a, with a CD of theirs and. Um, Oh, man, like the, the the drummer is cool. Like the, it's that that like cool chorus '80s guitar, sort of like the Police. But I never really liked the Police songs. Um, so this like kind of has that like a, a jumpy kind of drum part, and like, her screams go, are, are. I'll incredible. need to go back and revisit it because I guarantee you, I'd probably like it a lot more now than I did then. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's they even uh, even things like it touches on things like I've never really been a huge ska fan but they have a they have a couple of songs that border on ska or that, that maybe they they are ska like Motor Crash or uh, uh, there's probably others that's just off the top of my head um, anyway yeah I can't I can't recommend them enough uh, for especially if you if you like Bjork already I, I um, yeah I I think that um, pretty outside the box to reel it back in sure. and wrap it up I think the one last thing I kind of wanted to say before I got sidetracked by that whole Mars Volta thing <laughs> was uh, bands. And I think I wanted to bring up a point about how uh, sometimes hearing a band on album, I might not be that into it. And it's like really hard for me to digest it. Sure. But typically, if, I could, if I'm watching a band play live, if they're good at what they're doing and they seem like they're having a good time, I will probably like it no matter what style of music it is. Just being like in the environment, like even such as this, there's a lot of like more kind of like jammy bands and jazzy stuff that's going on. And that's Mm -hmm. really not my thing on like a day to day basis. I'm not going to put that on and listen to it while I'm at work. Mm -hmm. But I'm more than happy to see like a group of talented musicians playing live in front of me, no matter what style of music it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and, fat, uh, and what better place for it, really, for like discovering, I mean, back to the original question, this event. Yeah. This uh, uh, paint jam, to, uh, April 8th, 2017. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, uh, go into like a festival of, of some kind where it's, going, where it's bound to be a huge variety of, of music, or you hope. Um, the, the, 
best case scenario, you discover a band that's local, so you can probably see them elsewhere uh, sometime soon uh, and check it out. But I went to, there was one, I think it was a VIA music festival, VIA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a few, was a few years ago. Part of it was, I was on my way home from work, and I read in the city paper that Battles was playing at the Rex Theater. Um, now, that's a great example, that band, of someone that I had heard on recording, because this, this kid, uh, Lee Hinton-Lang, who's a classmate of mine, I think he plays in uh, David Lynch tribute project called Silencio. He's a saxophonist. I think he plays guitar and stuff, too. Anyway, he had, he had let me hear, um, I had heard through him a, a couple of uh, a couple of songs of theirs. On record, I was in school. I didn't really think much of it at the time. I, I just stopped at the Rex Theater on my way home from work, saw the band, and it was one of the best shows of that size that I ever saw. The, all those like looping and stuff, they do that live. Anyway, point is, totally. I got into that band from that one performance um, and just the energy from the crowd and everything. I, my God. It's, I feel like, you know what's funny is I feel like almost that my hip-hop stuff that I do, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a victim of that. I feel like... I've never been able to capture the energy of what we do live mm. on a recording. Like, I'm not, like, anytime I like, people have said it to me multiple times, and I even feel the same way. Like, just listening to it is kind of like, okay, it's there, it's a song. Yeah. But, like, live, it always feels so much better, and, like, it's just a whole different beast. I think it's just like, there's certain, like, I don't know, just some things I think are just meant for a live environment, and it's just hard to, capture it on tape sometimes had you ever thought about doing a, a live album like a just record well, your live sets we we Mike did do well we technically just did, did it, do that because we played uh on the x okay and they recorded it so that exists and it's cool like the energy's there but i still think there's something about like being i don't know what it is i think it's just like being in the same room and actually being able to like see everything that's going on like being a part of it even instead of just like some kind of like a very like uh i want you to get involved in this yeah and it's kind of hard to do that just through audio i don't know yeah even if i see what you mean like even if you uh, even hearing a a recording of a live performance even if the energy is there not being part of that energy is is a barrier yeah but hey you know what can i do i don't know i'm having fun (laughs) fuck it one, one step toward that. I mean, you know, meet, meet halfway. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up the recording portion of this. Cool. Good seeing you, Greg. I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop talking to you. I'm just going to stop this. And we're going to keep bullshitting. But yeah. we're trying to save room for other conversations. So Bite-sized nuggets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah. Absolutely. Grown up human comic people. Check them out. Yeah. Good. Midnight Rose. Yeah. Midnight with a K- M-I-D-K-N-I-G-H-T. <laughs> we have a new album soon. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was talking to you about that earlier. Yeah. So. You got any gigs coming up? Uh, you know, uh, t- there, there's two. I kind of want to play two on um, on April 29th. Not that we're like, we're not on either one yet. So it's kind of weird that I'm promoting them both. But <laughs> I think there's something at, uh, I think there's something at Cativo on the 29th that, um, uh, the, a friend of Jared's is uh, is putting on, and, and like we might be involved in that. At the same time, that same night is um, uh, sh- uh, art, art All Night, Lawrenceville. Yeah. Uh, which I, I applied us for that. I was emailing back and forth. So I don't know yet that we are on that. Ideally, we, we would like play late evening at Cativo and then hop on over to do a, a late night twilight uh, yes. set over there. Absolutely. Check my bitch about that, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I applied for Art All Night too. Haven't heard anything, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, hey, I, mean, I was there once, uh, twice before, with two different groups. Um, 
varying degrees of success, depending on what on what like time slot you get and everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this and you didn't come to the event, <laughs> be sure to keep an eye out for the next paint jams. Go to Art All Night. Check that out. That's another great event to like a great dense event. If you don't think anything's going on in Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. go to that and you'll find out how severely wrong you are. Absolutely. Even, if I, even, <laughs> even when I'm not involved, I, go, I make sure to go to that every yeah, year. It, it's important because yeah. you go out and you meet people and if you want to be a part of the scene, you have to be a part of the scene. Yeah. That doesn't always mean that you're playing a show. You're just going out and supporting people and making friends. Right. So, yeah. good talking to you, Greg. You too, Brian. Goodbye. Kind of. I mean, you're still going to be here. <laughs> and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversations. Huge shout outs again to Chris and Red Fishbowl for putting on this event and letting me come out and do my thing. Thanks to Randall Coleman of Red Brand Apparel. Mike Z, Josh from Old Game, Matthew Eugene Stromberg, Spacefish, Greg Richards, and everyone else just for, uh, you know, for being a part of the city, doing the things that they do, and being cool. Yeah. I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. Hi, Stacy. Hey, I didn't stop recording yet. I just wanted everybody to know that I love you. Nobody can hear. Nobody can even tell that Stacy's here, probably. I just sound like I'm talking to myself. I figure if you've been listening for an hour and a half at this point, you're just kind of in it for the long run. So, yeah. Thanks for being here. Okay. I'm done now. Goodbye. Holy shit. This episode took forever to edit.